This is Nerve Radio. Okay, welcome guys. Uh, this is Football Discussed, as always. It's, it's Oddie Fares and Annie Jones. And today we are looking at match day one of the new Premier League season. Um, it was an absolute belter of an opening uh, three days. Great fun. We really enjoyed it, Andy, didn't we? Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, besides um, Manchester United uh, result, um, I was pretty pretty happy with everything that went down. Um, you know, you never like to see Man United win as a Liverpool fan, but, you know, especially when they dominate yeah. so much. Um, but we'll get into those games in a sec. We're just going to start off with a little bit of transfer news first, aren't we, Oli? Well, yeah. Well, let's just announce Romelu Lukaku has uh, returned to Stamford Bridge. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing. Uh, he's going to be an absolute beast for us um, up top at Chelsea. Uh, I'm expecting him to be ready for the Arsenal game uh, on Sunday. That should be that should be a great start. Yeah, um, we'll um, we'll talk more Lukaku and fantasy options later in the week when we do the fantasy show. Um, another player that's been officially unveiled now over the weekends, uh, Rafa Varane. Um, yeah. He uh, was announced ahead of the you know Leeds Manchester United game at Old Trafford. Uh, watched the game. Albeit, I read that he watched it from a, a director's box, but he was watching it on the TV rather than standing outside and watching it with the fans. Well, I'd see from way up there, to be fair. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and another cute little story that um, apparently he asked for the number four shirt, which is currently worn by Phil Jones, and Phil Jones just refused, refused to give up the number. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, his time is it's surely coming to an end, uh, Phil Jones yeah. there. So that's a bit of a brazen move for him. Um, but it was a great spectacle, to be fair, I think, around being announced. It was a lot different to your normal videos that you get on Twitter and stuff like that. No, it, was, it was an impressive way to announce the player, but big yeah, signing. Good signing well. for United, good signing. Um, and then a few other, we've got uh, Tammy Abraham has uh, officially joined uh, Roma, uh, links up with uh, Jose Mourinho in a deal worth about £34.5 million, pounds, I believe. Yeah, €40 million, Euros, I believe, yeah, yeah, I think you're right That's there. Right, was it, was um, it? Yes. Yeah, good, good for him, to be fair. Um, nothing was happening at Chelsea for him. Tuchel obviously didn't fancy him. So him going away, um, Syria should do him a lot of good. And yeah, with Mourinho, um, a lot to learn from the uh, from the man. Yeah, um, it seems like a good transfer for Abraham. You know, Roma are a good side in a good league. Um, yeah. You know, should hopefully, you know, if he, if he does well there, you know, he can get himself into the, into the England um, set-up, really. Um, and then a couple of little rumours or... or Transfers that may or may not be happening. Uh, Martin Odegaard uh, looks like he could be set to come back to Arsenal. Um, a lot of rumours that he, he's going to leave Real Madrid and that Arsenal were the front runners to bring him back to the Emirates. Um, and an interesting story about Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, looks like he wants out of Juventus and Juventus want him out. Um, and Man United being, being linked with him, I'm reading in the papers this morning. Well, I'm also in PSG. Um, they're the two obvious ones for obvious reasons, I guess. Um, I mean, that, that, I mean, if Ronaldo goes to PSG, then Jesus, I mean, Jesus Christ, that'd be um, that'd be that would be frightening, but um, that would be obviously a great spectacle. Ronaldo and Messi together, that would be um, that'd be a dream come true for many people. Well, I can't see how PSG could could you know afford all these wages and financial fair play. I'm sure they can find a way. I'm sure they can find a way. So, you know, they might have to sell someone like Mbappe, which... Which, which is which, looking likely, to be fair. And I'm, I'm hearing Mbappe wants to be... wants to leave. He's arranging meetings with PSG boards to negotiate with Real Madrid. I think that's things I'm hearing that he wants to be doing. So, yeah, I mean, there was one... One he was rumoured to be, you know, uh, on Liverpool's list. 
Um, and obviously Liverpool haven't spent much money and a player of his age would possibly get the backing from the board to spend big. Um, but, yeah, but that's uh, a lot of money from back he, He's admitted he, he, you know, he likes Klopp and his style of play a few years ago and Liverpool were a bit rumoured in him. But, you know, it looks like it would probably be Real Madrid if, if uh, that's where he ends up anywhere. But um, that's enough of uh, transfer talk. Let's uh, dive into the Premier League. Yeah, uh, like I said, absolutely great start to the weekend. Um, one thing to note as well, I think the refereeing um, overall was a lot better. Um, and obviously, I think they've learned lessons through Euro 2020. Um, the play was being allowed to go on a lot more. They weren't giving silly fouls away. They weren't really fouls. It was a lot more entertaining to watch, which I think contributed to the great weekend. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, looks like, you know, they've adapted uh, the rules to, to make it more like how we saw at the Euros. The offsides, yeah. you know, for instance, uh, Bruno Fernandez's second goal, I believe, um, where he was po- would have possibly been called offside last season, but you know, thicker lines and advantage to the attacker, you know, he was level, so it was a goal, and that's where we're going to start, isn't it? Old Trafford, Man United five, Leeds one. Um, it was a great performance from Manchester United and Ole Gunnar. It was a scary performance. It, 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 it did um, shake my bones a little bit. They looked very good. And to do it against a side like Leeds, um, who we know all well what they're about, it was very impressive from United, very impressive. But we do know Leeds are vulnerable to open themselves up a lot. Um, you know, in last year's fixture, I think it was called like 6-2 or something like that. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, we, it is. Um, we know. Yeah, they, 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 can, they, they can be known to the odd battering when, when things go wrong. Um but United just, you know, looked really good. I mean, you know, the first half, there was a little bit of uh, rustiness, you would say, with some of the finishing. You know, Paul Pogba should have possibly scored in the first half. Lovely little oh, yeah, yeah, uh, step over, but, but couldn't quite finish it. Uh, and then you look at, you know, Bruno Bruno Fernandes. Um, he was, you know, sensational. Um, got his hat-trick. Uh, brilliant, really. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I, I must admit, I did have my slight doubt before the season started. Because um, during the Euros, he did, you know, he did ghost. He, he, did, he wasn't really involved in what Portugal did at the Euros. Um, but he, 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 he reassured me um, that he's a, a top player and he does a few United. He loves putting on that red shirt. Um, he took a, he, him and Pogba is a really frightening duo. They stay fit all season and they play like they did in that game. Um, then I think United are, are title challengers, 100%. Yeah, well, I think this definitely um, put a mark down. You know, Paul Pogba getting four assists. It four was, assists. Uh, it, you know, it's unbelievable fantasy stats here. Like I said, we'll go into that no, later. Did you, the- did you see what Graham Sooner said or hear, you, you know, um, about it? He said, um, that's what he expects of a £100 million player, four assists. Um, and it was, it was just ridiculous. Um, Graham Sooner said, that's clear hate for him. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's the Liverpool link there. But, you know, Pogba obviously started in the left of a three and um, up top. And I think, you know, that's that's possibly his best position at United rather than the deeper roles. But, you know, with the likes of Rashford and, and Martial and Jaden Sancho, um, you know, in the, in the squad, you know, will he play that much in, in a wide left position? Or has he just cemented his place at the moment and say, actually, look, I can play there ahead of some of these guys. And, you know, you wouldn't argue that he can't. Well, so. yeah, he, he's just contributed four assists, which is a lot more contribution than most players do um, in a season, perhaps. So I think they need Paul Pogba playing each game because if he plays 
um, at the top of his game, then he, he can potentially lead Man United to the title along with Bruno Fernandes. Now they've got Maguire and Varane at the back, defensively, they're a lot more assured. So if they can do an attack, then there's no reason why they can't win the league. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, let's move on to Leeds. Um, Luke Ayling, brilliant goal, brilliant goal, wasn't it? Um, he slapped that one. <laughs> it got me off my seat, I must admit. Um, I, I did jump off the sofa and celebrate that one because it was a yeah, I, I, quite a big celebration for myself, too. Yeah, you know, I was, um, and I thought it was going to be a really good get. You know, I thought, ah, oh, Leeds are going to give it to him now. And uh, but United showed their quality and, and scored three minutes later through through um, Greenwood, who we should touch on. It was a brilliant finish as well. Um, yeah, I think Leeds just, you know, they look like the team that. I'm going to worry about this season a little bit in that, you know, once you sort of find out how to beat them, you know, they, they are a bit vulnerable and there isn't too many new players in there. And, you know, I know Calvin Phillips didn't start. So, you know, they brought him to come back in. Um, Bamford looked, he he looked decent at times, but there wasn't really much service to him. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's good at making runs in behind down the channel, stuff like that. But he didn't get involved enough. He, he didn't do much holding up play or bringing other players in when they're on the back foot. Um, that's something you need from your number nine uh, in a game like that. So, I mean, he did yeah, it so definitely. Well, last season, didn't he? So. Well, of course, of course, yeah, he, he did do well last season. But, you know, it's the first game. So, with all these matches that have been played in the first weekend, don't want to look too much into it because it's only the first game of the season. Um, Leeds are Leeds. I'm quite confident they will still bring the same quality like they did last year. Um, but you're right, they haven't got new players. Yeah. He also likes to keep the squad, so... All right, then. Um, we'll move on to talking about, you know, first games and see, you know, the league isn't won on day one. Um, we could also say the league isn't lost on day one, and that moves us to the other side of Manchester, where City continued their shocking run of form at the, the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They've yet to yeah. win <laughs> stadium. Um I think yet to score as well in Spurs' new stadium, which is an unbelievable stat. Um, I think that's uh, is that the fifth game now in a row? I think it's the fourth game, yeah. Sorry, was it the fourth game? game yeah. yeah. Fourth game in a row that they've played there and lost and not scored. Um, Jack Grealish wasn't, you know, had moments, looked a little bit selfish at times. I think there was a shot in the, was it the second half where, you know, Gundogan was looking at him, why didn't you pull that back? You know, why didn't you square someone? Grealish has gone on his own. You know, is this something that he's going to have to get used to as being more, more of a team player, um, knowing that the players around him are, you know, arguably better or as good as him? And, mm. you know, that he needs to learn that he's not the only man and that he needs to, you know, maybe be that more of a team player. But saying that, he linked up really well with Raheem Sterling. And like we said, he played in a more central midfield role, didn't he? He played at left of a midfield three, which is where I think we both agree that he can be better from than playing that that inside forward role. Yes, but um, I think you know out of the players I Man City played, Jack Grealish was probably the most threatening. And yes, the link up to him Sterling down the left caused problems for Tottenham um, in the first half at least. But in the in terms of the overall game, I think there wasn't a point where Tottenham looked too uncomfortable. Um, defensively, they seemed pretty sound in defending Man City's attacks. And they used the ball well when they, you know, when they were able to get it back. And you know, Lucas Moura, was, you know, I think arguably their best player on the day. Yeah, um, his direct yeah. running, um, you know, it was epitomised when he skipped past two City players and Grealish brought him down to get booked in in sort of the last ten minutes, I think. And he was he was you know feisty all game. 
uh, you looked at, you know, Son uh, had some brilliant chances and then obviously yeah. got his goal very well taken. Great goal, great goal. Um, Although, I'm not too sure what Ruben Diaz was doing for that. I mean, he was just standing in Edison's way and then he decides to fling his chest downwards onto the floor and just obviously distract Edison. So, but no, can't take away from Son. Great goal. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I thought Tottenham really grew into the game and, and were the better team and deserved the win, to be honest with you. I think it's a great start for Nuno Espirito Sancho. Um, you know, positive for Tottenham. They can go beat City 1-0 without Harry Kane. I mean... And, you know, I, no, we know Manchester are a great team. We know they've got a great squad. And we know how good of a manager Pep Guardiola is. But they've just lost the Champions League final. They've just lost the Community Shield to Leicester. Uh, one nil. So that's two finals. That's two bits of silver that he's lost that one, and now he's just lost um, the first game of the season to Tottenham in a big game. You, you know, it's a big game to start the season off. Yeah, um, I thought his I thought his excuses were was pretty poor at the end of the game. You know, he said, "Oh, you know, we haven't had players back very long." Well, I'm sorry, every team has been through the same situation, right? City are well, he's every top team. Yeah, City. Uh, sorry, City aren't the only team to have had players out at the Euros. You know, <laughs> have their best player on the pitch and Harry Kane for arguably because of City's interest in him. Uh, and, you know, there was a debate after the game whether Harry Kane would have been able to come in after, you know, only training two days. Well, of course he can. He's one of the best players in the world. Like, you know, these these footballers train all year round. You know, it's not just, you know, it's well, he did take his extended holiday, didn't he, Harry Kane? So, you, yeah, yeah, yeah but, you know, the, the point being that, you know, Pep was saying, oh, you know, we haven't had a lot of time to train together. I don't think that's a valid excuse. The other teams haven't necessarily had all that time. Tottenham have had a very difficult build-up to this game. You know, they've had isolations. They, they've had, you know, players, I think, in Dombele and the Celso, you know, not involved. You know, so I, I don't really understand how, you know, he can say, oh, you know, we haven't had time. These players have played together for, for you know, y- you know, years. You know, you just come at- off the back. Of winning the champion of winning the Premier League, they know how to play football together. You know, you know what I mean? so and then you know he says, "Oh, he says, you know, obviously Walker and Stones didn't play, right? But Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw played for Man United. Yeah, yeah great point. Yeah, well, well yeah, Raheem right. Sterling played pretty much every minute for England, and he started. So, so what's his what's his reasoning behind this? You know, I, I think it's just a cheap shot at trying to make a make an excuse for why they weren't at it on day one. Yeah, no. Um, sounds a bit like Klopp as well. Um, yeah, nice that's I, would, I would agree that sometimes Klopp does say things like that, where <laughs> you know every team, you know, most of these teams are in the same situation. But anyway, that's enough City and Tottenham. We've got loads more games to go through. Should we go Brentford next? The Friday night game, the one that kicked Please, it all off. I would love to go to Brentford next. Yeah. I would love to because um, it's a great way to start the Premier League season with the game also being the first one on Friday night. Um, and it kind of looked like Brentford were have been in the Premier League for a long time, and I've just come up from the Championship. That's how it kind of looked out and panned out. Yeah, well, um, I was talking great, to someone about Arsenal, win. and they were like, oh, the Arsenal, you know, they're, they're not a big football follower, but they're sort of an Arsenal fan. They go, oh, how did Arsenal lose that? And I went, well, Arsenal haven't got a very good team at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you looked at that starting lineup, and you were like, wow. I mean, I know Lacazette and Aubameyang. Oh, yeah, it was... Both pulled out all sort of there. You know, Balogun, I'm not not sure what he's all about up top. <laughs> Arsenal's best player, probably Emil Smith-Rowe. Like, we've discussed this before, that, you know, their youth is probably what might save them this season um, at the moment. And Smith-Rowe was obviously one of those that I think performed decently for Arsenal. But interesting to see Saka not start. I mean, what's all that about? I mean, 
ultimately, I tend to take in thoughts and ideas from Pep, not starting the players that all, you know, some sort of thinking as to they're not fit enough since the Euros. I don't know, but... Saka um, didn't hardly played like every minute, did he? It was, um, it was great, yeah. It was great fun on Talk Sport because a lot of... Um, I did Talk Sport after the game and, yeah, it was great fun because a lot of fans are now, you know, coming out with Arteta out. They want Arteta out, but I don't know if it is Arteta's problem, but you know, well, well, to, to be honest, very well. Arteta doesn't have much in the way of credentials. He was number two to Pep Guardiola. That's it. That's what That's he came yeah. And to be honest, I think they need a proper manager at the club. They need someone that can get the best out of this team that also has a bit of a longer term plan. And, you know, Arsenal run the risk of, of wallowing in mid table whilst they get all these young players to a level that they can be the future. Yeah, it's, um... Let's not reflect on Arsenal's misery as much as we want to because, you know, Brentford, wow, you know. Well, what, what introduction? What, first what introduction? Premier League appearance, first top flight appearance in 74 years and they go and, they go and beat Arsenal comfortably 2-0. Um, yeah. You know, they looked, you know, on the front foot, they pressed well. Um, you know, Sergio Canos getting his goal. Um I thought that was that was very good. Ivan Tony, I thought was brilliant, despite not 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 getting a goal or an assist. I think his hold up play was brilliant. The way he, he almost bullied those those Arsenal defenders. Um, yeah, I mean Ben Ben White did get showed up a little bit, and you know obviously question marks over the price tag, but you know you do expect a little bit better. But Tony was great. He's um, he will score goals. He will bring goals to Brentford. But I think Brentford look a bit like Leeds. I think they're going to have a similar sort of. Um, uh, integrity about themselves and determination and style of play they're going to compete they're going to take it to teams I do see that in Brentford so and, very and excited to see them play electric more before, um, electric performance electric atmosphere with fans back in the stadium I mean it was great to see every gown but on that Friday night under the lights it was buzzing there the, 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 it was buzzing it was buzzing they've got buzzing. a great stadium well, Brentford. as they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they've got a very nice stadium Brentford it's very very modern. It looks really good, and still, it's not overly massive. It's still quite small, not, not small, but like for a club like Brentford, who are very about community yeah, well, I mean, and all that sort of stuff. It was their first first game there. Obviously, um, they they moved out of their old ground at the end of last season. Um, so they started their new life in the Premier League with a new stadium, two 0 win. Fantastic for them. We'll, we'll move on now to another team uh, that just got promoted. That uh, probably we didn't see winning on day one um, with Watford, who really impressed. I was very surprised. Um, I thought Villa would have more uh, and be more defensively assured than they were. Um, but it was great to see Watford get the three points. Yeah, great game again. Um, another another electric atmosphere. Um, definitely home advantage working in favour of both Brentford and Watford. Um, you know, first game of the new season at Premier League, everyone's buzzing for it. And Watford were very good attacking. I think Ismaili Sarr is he's going to be a good player. Um, you know, we saw glimpses glimpses of him previously when Watford in the Premier League, but now he's had time to mature in the Championship uh, in previous game. And I think he'll be a key player for Watford as he showed against uh, Villa in that game. Yeah, and Emmanuel so, Dennis, you know, really impressed me. You know, I I I didn't think that he was going to start, and I didn't I didn't think he'd impress so much on day one, having had. Sort of very little experience only in, in, in the Belgian Premier League. And he got a goal and an assist, um, you know. And I'll, I'll talk about him later in the week as a, as a possible fantasy um, 
Wild card always, player. Always thinking, aren't you, Andy? Always thinking. Uh, well, you know, at uh, the cheap, cheap price that he is, he, he could be someone that could uh, be valuable. But I uh, said so we'll get to that later in the week. But uh, uh, was it Cucho Hernandez? What a goal that was for his debut. Cucho Hernandez, great goal. Um, to put in 3-0 up. So they must, they must have been feeling really good after that goal. But obviously, Villa did well. They did, did do well um, to get two goals back. Um, you know, at first, they didn't really... They weren't ready for kickoff. They didn't look up for it. They weren't ready for the pace of the game. But, you know, towards the latter end of the second half, they did uh, improve the game to get two goals. Scott McGinn, great finish. I think that was probably my favourite goal of the weekend. Yeah, uh, half volley into the top corner. And, and Leon great Bailey goal. getting an assist as well on his debut. That would be yeah, a good start. He looked good when he came on, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I think you're right in what you're saying, where I expect Verde to be more defensively assured because, you know, there's, not any, there's no any new... Um, players that come into there. Um, Attacking-wise, it's going to take some time for them to gel, um, you know, with new additions all coming to the starting lineup. you know, Buendia, Ings uh, and Bailey. They're going to take time, you know, getting together with the other players as well. So, not much to look into for Villa-wise. It's a disappointing start, but, you know, we've got good, a long good way to go. to get the goal on well. debut as well, though, wasn't it? I mean, I know it was a penalty in the, in the, like, in the 11th hour of the game. I mean, I think it was like seven minutes or something. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, it's always good for a striker to, to get off the mark early, um, like Dennis and Saar for Watford. Um, but we'll move on now uh, to some of the big boys um, that, you know, did as we expected. Uh, well, we'll go with Liverpool-Norwich. Um, Mo Salah, exceptional performance. Two assists, one goal. Um, probably behind behind Fernandez. probably the performance of the week. Yeah. Um, I think his team play was great. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how much he meant to set up Yotta, whether it was he tried to control. No, no, yeah, 100%, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, they, they all count. Um, Diego Yotta obviously getting his goal, starting ahead of Firmino, which um, I thought was interesting from Klopp. He seems to like Yotta playing as the number nine and is a little bit more of a traditional number nine in the sense that, you know, he plays more off the shoulder and centrally and, and getting those tapping goals like he sort of did there. Um, mm. But then again, yeah, Firmino comes on in the second half and gets a little yeah, and he scores yeah fair um, it was great to see uh, Salah, Firmino and Jota all scoring for Liverpool Mane was probably a bit quiet um, so it would be interesting to see how long Klopp sticks with Mane and, and maybe puts yeah, Jota it's, 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 and Firmino down the middle but you know I don't think there's anything to worry about there from Liverpool um, I thought the midfield was great James Milner playing in, in that deep holding role which I thought was interesting again because, you know, Fabinho was on the bench. Um, I liked seeing Oxlade-Chamberlain and Keita in there. I think Klopp's trying to revolutionise the midfield a little bit and get some more creativity in there. Oxlade-Chamberlain and Keita both driving forward more for midfield, um, which I liked. Um, and then young Harvey Elliott coming on and, uh, you know, getting his, getting his um, I think it was his uh, Premier League debut for Liverpool. Um, obviously made his debut for Fulham several years ago, becoming the youngest Premier League player. But, you know, really good, um, just really good overall performance. Uh, Alisson, yeah, yeah, it was... a couple of good saves to keep the clean sheet. Yeah, um, good bit of goalkeeper from Alisson, especially towards the end where he was, you know, I think two yards out. Uh, and he, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was actually a good save. He, he didn't just stand there. He actually, he actually moved to the right a little bit just to save it and um, obviously scrambled away. 
So yeah, yeah, and I thought you know Virgil Van Dijk made made the difference in the way Liverpool just felt more confident, and he just, he just looked so much better with with Van Dijk at the back. It's, uh, you know, Matty <laughs> alongside him, Trent Alexander Arnold had a decent game, whipping in some crosses. Um, that looked positive, and uh, Samikas, um, you know, in for Robertson did okay. Um, I feel he might get he, he might need a bit more time to 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 get into the Premier League. <laughs> Um, but he did all right. Um, Norwich, you know, did, did well considering, you know, up against Liverpool, it was always going to be tough. Um, didn't get battered in, in that sort of sense. You know, they did create a few opportunities. I thought Rashika looked good, especially in the first half. Uh, was giving Smeekas a lot of problems uh, down Liverpool left, uh, Norwich's right. Um, I think I think they'll do, they'll do okay against the teams in and around them. I think they've got a bit more to offer this time around. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, it's a tough start for Norwich and they've got um, more tough games to come as well um, to start mm-hmm. their Premier League campaign. So, yeah, a bit difficult for them. But like I said, they did, they did do well to create some chances. Uh, obviously, Allison was on his was on top form to keep a clean sheet on a number of occasions. So, yeah, you got to give that to Norwich. Um, but Liverpool were just completely dominant and you didn't question the win for... Uh, a minute, so good yeah, start okay. for the uh, title contenders, and we'll move on to another title contender in your lot, Chelsea versus Palace. Well, it was a baptism of fire for Patrick Vieira, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Chelsea looked pretty um, dominant, and goals coming. Yeah, from- I think um, I think for Palace, can't look too much at this game because they're playing against a team that have got so much momentum at the moment. Um, who are probably one of the best teams in Europe at the moment. I'm not saying that from Chelsea's point of view. They are. They are. They, well, are. they won the Champions League. So they just know. won the Champions League. They just won the Super Cup. Um, you know, the players have had a good Euros. They're feeling really, um, we're feeling really good at the moment. So a very tough start, Palace. Probably tough to start um, that our team's had, um, especially away. But yeah, in terms of Chelsea, um, you know, no complaints really. No complaints at all. Only complaint I'd have is. Say again. Wonderful free kick from Alonso. Oh, mate, he's uh, he's his left foot is very good. It's such a he, the way he can get uh, such a perfect technique on the ball. Um, his left foot uh, on a free kick is very dangerous. I'm glad yeah, that I mean, back he, in our team. Uh, you know, he looked really impressive. I thought um, down that sort of left left wing left wing back position. Um, but you know, uh, Trevor Daler, uh, Trevor Daler, but Trevor Shalaba. <laughs> um, you know, let's that talk was about awful it. pronunciation. <laughs> Got that completely wrong. Is it Trevor Shalaba? There we go. Trevor Shalaba. Yeah. Um, he he's really impressed at the back there for Chelsea. I thought. Yeah. He, cool. um, we've had we've had a couple centre backs that left Chelsea. You know, with um, Fakai Tamori and Mark Goehi, obviously going to Palace as well himself. Um, and it kind of makes you think, you know, they've gone out, but Chalabert at the moment is still the door and he's played a great performance for the Super Cup. Uh, and he's also played a great performance, uh, man of the match performance against Palace. And that great, it was a great goal. You could really see what it meant to him. Uh, he literally just fell on his knees straight away and just, um, I think he yeah, teared up a little bit. Wonderful to see. Um, yeah, it was a great moment. But like I said, it was his. Most dominant performance uh, we've had. Uh, not most dominant performance we've had, but you know, last season you kind of question them games sometimes, where you know the, you get you let the lesser sides get into the game or have their chances, but um, it didn't seem to be the case this time around. 
Um, and yeah, no complaints. Palace didn't really have anything to offer, and I think Patrick Vieira sort of came out after saying, you know, we need we need to recruit more players, we need to bring some more people in. You know, we're not not really ready yet. It's a bit worrying when you know you sort of say that, oh, you know, we're, we're sort of not not there yet. You know, the season started. You know, why why aren't you a bit more prepared? Um, so we want to watch their Palace, but I think you know Patrick Vieira will will hopefully get some sort of tune out of them going down the line. Um, but we've got a couple more games to go through. Um, Leicester versus Wolves. I think Leicester started solidly. Um, Jamie Vardy, a beautiful finish um, to, to win the game 1-0. Um, it wasn't the most exciting of games, probably. But... Well, it was definitely a game that should have had more goals. Um, there, was, there were chances that uh, for both sides that should have scored. I mean, Wolves should have been 1-0 up. Um, Adama Adama Traore uh, found himself one-on-one, you know, with his blistering pace, uh, runs in behind. Yeah, one-on-one and really should be finishing if it's a wide of the post, side foot. Um, That's, you know, Traore, I think he's probably Wolves' most threatening player without Jimenez in the team. But his final product isn't up to scratch and that's what lets him down a lot of the time. Um, You know, Wolves did have their chances, but Leicester do have some defensive missing players at the moment because um, they did look vulnerable at times. You know, yeah, Stan, well, I mean, Bertrand, Evans, Bertrand Farmer, didn't even make, make the game, did he? Um, you know, I think he was injured before the game. Um, so that was another injury blow for him. Um, but they got the win and um, off to a decent start. A win's a win. Um, but I want to talk, let's talk Everton and Southampton though because I thought that was a pretty, pretty decent performance from Everton and, and Quite attacking for a Rafa Benitez side, I thought, um, in the way they went about the game. Um, obviously, they went 1-0 down. Um, Adam That's Armstrong, probably what triggered it, if anything. <laughs> yeah, well, Adam Armstrong scoring a wonderful goal on his debut, set up by Shea Adams, and he, and he really found the top corner there, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. Brilliant finish from the new sign-in down at Southampton, who's replacing Danny Ings, and that looks like good business. You know, 30, 25, 30 million Ings out, 20 million Armstrong in. Um Obviously, you've got a few years on Ings, so he'll be there for the longevity. I think that's a good sign from Southampton. But, you know, Everton really came back at them. And, you know, wonderful goal from Decore, uh, Calvert-Lewin getting in on the action as well. And, and Richarlison, probably a man of the match in, in my eyes there, wasn't he? Um, coming from just winning Olympic gold. See, this is the, my point about City. Why can't you play players? Richarlison has literally played Copa <laughs> America. Um, won the Olympic gold like a week, 10 days ago or something and straight into the Everton team, scores and assists, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was great. It, it was a good performance for Everton and um, it was a performance that I think was needed. Uh, Rafa needed to have a, a strong performance where it was good football, it was entertaining football for the, home, for the fans, the home fans. Um, you know, if it was uh, a starting loss, then it would just make his job ten times harder straight away because we know um, the hostilities that are potentially there um, for Rafa. But yeah, it was, it was a good performance. Southampton, you know, the, I do worry for them a little bit because mm. the only real chance they had was the goal. Um, you know, Armstrong did look like their most threatening player for a little bit after the, the first goal, but from the second half, it was also it was all Everton. Yeah, um, and, and, and I worry, you know, they, they've let Vestergaard go um, for 15 million. I really don't get that because well, really yeah, they get that. They lost last year of his contract, and they've taken they've taken some money for someone who they could have who would have probably left for nothing next year. But 
you know, if he if he left, left for nothing next year and you did a half decent season, you know, is that not better than possibly fighting? Yeah, relegation? because he's probably their best defensive player, and it could be the difference between them going down potentially. So, well, him and Benrak, you know, formed a really good partnership, and and it just sort of worries me that you sell one of your, you know, considering you you know they've also sold um, you know Danny Ings. You know, it, it, it's just a little bit worrying. You know, Ryan Bertrand's gone as well. You know, mm-hmm. some, some big players leaving Southampton, and, and you know, uh, Liveramento came in and, and played, but that was a, uh, a bit interesting because um, wasn't it for um, I can say right, Carl Walker Peters? Wasn't that the you know why why was that done at right back? Um, there were some questions about that. Um, you know, they've really sort of changed a lot there and I don't see where they've brought in any more quality other than Armstrong. No, yeah, I do. <laughs> I more do work for Hampton a little bit. I do. Um, you know, Armstrong, yes, he does look like a good player, but it's a lot to have to rely on him in terms of your attacking threat because, um, yeah, they just can't for the championship. So to have him as your sole basis into which you're going to be, you know, scoring goals um, and threatening other teams, then it's a bit worrying for them. So, and defensively, like you say, letting Vescar go is a big problem. So, I do see Southampton potentially being relegation um, contenders. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I may may regret my, I think I got them 13th or something. I, I may have to re reevaluate that. But <laughs> a team that I think we both thought did well this weekend and looked like they're continuing on from their form of last season was West Ham. Um, yeah. A real humdinger of a game up at St. James's Park. That was a... Is it 4-2 West Ham on the Sunday, 2 o'clock? It was a great game to watch, um, end-to-end at times. Newcastle yeah. looked, looked, looked decent in the first half, I thought, actually, and thought, actually, maybe they have more than than a team that I think are going to finish bottom this season. Because some <laughs> were on. Uh, Wilson, you know, all combining well. Wilson got his goal. Um, you know, some great play from Maximan on the wing there, the way he, he sold Rice. He sold Rice. Didn't, um, it, was, it was quite good. Um, but that was, yeah, it's just a really great game. But Newcastle, you know, unlucky to give away the penalty. I don't think that yeah. was a penalty. it. Was a very tough penalty because there was a little it bit of theatrics the involved, you know. In my well, mind. I, I'm not too sure about winning the ball, but I, I, I'm pretty sure there wasn't any contact to be fair. I think, you know, yeah, whoever went down, I can't exactly remember who, but did you know, theatrics a little bit. But like you say, Newcastle didn't look too bad in the first half. Um, obviously, West Ham no, did uh, run away with it a little bit. No. Uh, so the penalty sort of, um, I mean, changed the game. And then West Ham mm-hmm. yeah. got, got their other goals and, and, and ended up winning quite comfortable winners in the end. But, you know, a decent start for Newcastle, an attacking start. You know, they look like they've got some promise going. Well, yeah, that, that's when that's because when you, when you said last episode where um, you thought Newcastle would come bottom and you were so sure about it, I was like, I'm not too sure because I think attacking-wise, they're going to be... Because that defence is shocking. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, that, you're taking the words on my mouth. The defense is a big, is a big worry. Uh, I mean, 100%. arguably, we think their best defender, Fabian Shah, was on the bench. So, yeah, they've got they've got issues there, hundred um, percent. But their attack does look tasty. I mean, Alison Maxman is a quality player. Um, him and Callum Wilson can really link up, and I think you know, get a lot of goals for yeah. For and Joe season. coming as well now that they've signed him from Arsenal. As well, he's, he's um, you know, works going forward, there. they might be all right, Newcastle, but it looks like they're gonna to have to shore up at the back. Um, but generally, Newcastle fans would probably be quite happy if they 
lose games after scoring a couple of goals because at least <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, like, they like entertainment up there don't they yeah um, but West Ham point of view um, I think they'll be very happy that they've scored four goals um, considering that they're down for Lingard because that is definitely going to that's definitely been um, a big point of concern for West Ham West I Ham think Ben Lama came into his own in this game and, and really looked like the player that they were hoping he might have been last year when he joined from Brentford um, he he looked like probably the man that's going to replace Lingard in, in that number 10 sort of role you know linking up well got a goal Um you know, I thought Ben Rama played really well. Um, well, and, yeah, we've, he's um, we've seen what he, we've seen what he can do for the championship. Um, you know, he was Brentford's best player whilst he was there. He was quality. Um, and last year, I think David Moyes probably did pretty well in you know nurturing Ben Rama a little bit, uh, getting a bit used to the Premier League and having Lingard there as the main player. But you know, it's having Ben Rama, you know, develop his develop his play. And now that Lingard's gone, I hope Ben Rama can fill that role where Lingard was and you know contribute Lingard to the team and do what he does. So yeah, West Ham shouldn't be too concerned um, with the department no. Lingard because they, uh, they look, they've got good they players too. They look they look solid, I think, and, and to continue their, their good form. Um, you know, Suchek as well, getting on the goal score sheet again, looks at like Antonio, you know, the players from last season are all there, still doing well. So yeah, really, really promising for them. Um, and I think that just leaves us with Burnley versus Brighton. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, not, not too much in this game. Obviously, Brighton, we both predicted would win. Um, it didn't start that way. They did go 1 0 down. Well, it was, which... a, it was a classic game of two halves, I think. Um, it was Perhaps, a yeah. first half and a Brighton second half, really. <laughs> well, in terms of uh, the game, yeah. Well, the, the Burnley's first goal, I think, was very questionable. Um, I thought it was a clear push to off to Morpé to get to get past him. It, it, it both hands. Just, I it was well, I, don't know, I, I sort of agreed with um, uh, the match of the day. Um, was it sort of Lineker and Shearer and that? You know, at the end of the day, um, I'm just trying to remember which player it was that was stood in the way. Um, um, Tarkovsky, uh, Morpé, sorry. Yeah, Morpé. You know, at the end of the day, if you're just stood there. You know, the, the player coming in has the right to sort of run, and just because you're stood there doesn't mean you should stop. You know, yeah, but you, you, can, see, day, you can see arms, that you can see the intent to push him over. I think uh, you deem it as yeah. obstruction that the, the, the Burnley, the Brighton players, obstructing him by just standing there because you're not really allowed to do that. You know, just block someone off like that. So if uh, well, can, no, I think you, I think you are. I mean, if, if it's the goalkeeper, yeah, you, I think obstruction is a bit more of a point. It's a bit more. Something that happens with the goalkeepers, but I don't know. I, 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 I liked it. I think it was, you know, that's how football should be played. You know, but, okay, yeah, well, well, yeah. It's um, it's not a big, controversial decision, so not too much to worry about on that yeah. one. But, but yeah, you know, Brighton, Brighton they will be very second half. Potter yeah, made be very encouraged. Made a couple of changes. Brought on um, uh, McAllister and brought on um, Moda. Um, Moda obviously getting the assist for, for Mope pretty pretty much straight away and then McAllister coming on and, and getting the winner and you know Brighton looked like they finally found some shooting boots and that's what they needed <laughs> and it was a good start for them and I think uh, it can be positive positive at the Annex this season I, I think they'll do quite well quite a lot better than they did last year I like um, to think so and be more of a mid-table side more, more pay scoring on the opening day I think that's crucial you know, if he can get firing, you know, I think he can be that man to score 10, 15 goals for them this season. And, Potentially, yeah. 
and, and you know, get scoring so early on, I think you know this might give him confidence to go forward. Because yeah, I think I think we should be we said this. I think since since we started the podcast, we like how Brian play football. They're, they're really good at playing football. Uh, it's really attractive football, and they just need that one person that needs to be in the box and just and just finish chances and put goals away. Um, because in terms of the overall play, you know they don't necessarily use that number nine focal point. Um, but they're pretty good at getting the ball into the box sort of thing. So if more play can play that position, and maybe just picks up the ball in the box and just finishes chances, then it'll do Brian um, a lot of good. So yeah, I do yeah. expect him to do better um, than last I do, year. I do worry for Burnley. Um, so do I. Uh, I, see Brian, I see Burnley and Southampton being big contenders for relegation, more so than potentially Watford or Norwich after this weekend. Yeah, definitely. But like we say, nothing is um, won or lost on the first day of the season. Well, yeah, it's um, exactly, yeah, exactly that. So, um, well, that's it. I think that rounds up uh, the all the games from the weekend. So, well, no, yeah, it's um, that's been a really good. That's been a really good episode to start off the start off the new season with our reviews. Um, like like we said, every two day latest, we'll, we'll have the episode up uh, in terms of reviewing the weekend's fixtures and any news. Um, and, and yes, on by Friday after by Friday midday, we always have our uh, fancy Premier League show where we give our ideas and um, expertise. I like to say is the word I like to use a lot. Um, fancy Premier just League this season, this week. You just... Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's touch on it quickly. I'm one point ahead in the uh, in the in the duo league between myself and Andy. Um, I'm on seven. I think I'm seventy four. So you're on seventy three, something like that. But no, I'm on. I'm yeah. on seventy, mate. Yeah, you're four points ahead. You're on seventy. I'm on seventy four. So uh, four points ahead. Um, yeah. um, but you know, we'll we'll dive into that a bit more uh, later in the week. So for now, that's it from me, Andy Jones. Yeah, uh, Ollie first here. Thank you very much for listening to Football Discussed.